Good morning. It's Monday, April 12th. I'm Shamita Basu. Duarte Geraldino is off today. This is Apple News Today. Each morning, hear about some of the most fascinating stories in the news and how the world's best journalists are covering them. Iran says a blackout at its nuclear site is the result of a terrorist action, and it's pointing the finger at Israel. The incident raises the stakes for the U.S. in the region, following recent indirect talks between America and Iran. Though there was no immediate claim of responsibility for the blackout, CNN points to widespread reporting in Israeli media, citing intelligence sources saying Israel was responsible for the incident. All of this comes as the Biden administration has signaled it could be open to a new nuclear deal with Iran and other world powers. Just a few days ago, U.S. officials were in Vienna meeting with representatives from other countries to discuss possibly restarting negotiations. That would be a big shift. President Trump pulled the U.S. out of the previous deal and imposed new sanctions on Iran. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has been strongly opposed to a deal, citing the fear that Iran could develop nuclear weapons. Iran says its atomic program is for peaceful purposes. Meanwhile, U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin was in Israel for a meeting with Netanyahu. He's the highest-level U.S. visitor to Israel since the Biden administration took power. A black man died after being shot by police in suburban Minneapolis yesterday. This happened just miles from the courthouse where the trial of former officer Derek Chauvin, accused of killing George Floyd, is taking place. And it's adding new tension to a community that's already on edge. Police say it was a traffic stop. They pulled over Dante Wright and found he had an outstanding warrant. When they tried to arrest him, he got back in the car, and that's when an officer opened fire. The car went on for several blocks before hitting another vehicle. Wright was pronounced dead at the scene. Protests erupted in the area, bringing familiar scenes of police in riot gear clashing with demonstrators. Today is the third week of testimony in Chauvin's trial. The prosecution is expected to call its final witnesses, including another doctor. Last week, prosecutors brought in medical experts, including the medical examiner who did the autopsy, to further their argument that Floyd's death was caused by Chauvin's knee on his neck. The defense is seeking to raise doubts about this, blaming drugs found in his system and his underlying heart problems. The votes are in. Amazon workers in Bessemer, Alabama, overwhelmingly voted against joining a union. The union is challenging the result. The fight over organized labor is not over. Here's one pro-union Amazon worker shortly after the votes were counted. This is just a spark that has started a fire across the United States. The labor union is alive and we will keep fighting. Now, this renewed spotlight on labor protections is showing up in President Biden's infrastructure plan. The Wall Street Journal has this reporting. The bill that Biden is proposing is called the Protecting the Right to Organize Act, also known as the PRO Act. It is pro-union. It would make it easier for gig workers and other independent contractors to unionize. 
It would also allow unions to collect dues from workers who choose not to join, which undercuts states' right-to-work laws. Now, those who oppose this bill, which includes many Republicans and businesses like rideshare companies and franchisees, argue that the legislation would hurt economic growth. And they also say it's unfair to force any worker to pay union dues. Several key Democratic lawmakers have not yet expressed whether they support this bill. Like so many of Biden's priorities, the PRO Act faces a steep uphill battle in the Senate. Japanese golfer Hideki Matsuyama made history this weekend as the first man from an Asian country to win the Masters. And he did it in a dramatic fashion, winning by just one stroke. Just line this up, make it roll, and he should make it. That's okay. Well, no, not that stroke. He actually missed from just a few feet away. But on his next putt... Matsuyama is Japan's first... Masters champion. ESPN tells the story of how the victory was a long time coming for Matsuyama. His first visit to Augusta in 2011 almost didn't happen. Matsuyama is from the Japanese area that was hit by the devastating earthquake and tsunami that year. He was a teenager at the time, and he nearly turned down that first Masters invitation, but eventually he decided to play. Ten years later, he is the champion. He says he felt the spirit of the people from his region cheering him on. The other day, an obscure old painting was supposed to go on sale for just under two grand. The auction in Madrid was not a big deal. It normally would not have made the news, even inside the art world. But somebody had a hunch. And that hunch would lead to a race to solve a mystery with tens of millions of dollars on the line. The Guardian explains how it started when an auction house was about to sell a painting by an artist who was a known admirer of the famed Italian master Caravaggio. Or that's what the auctioneers thought. What they didn't know was that a phone was ringing in Spain's culture ministry. Experts from the Prado Museum were on the line, and they had reason to believe that the painting wasn't done by some follower of Caravaggio. It could be from Caravaggio himself. Now, the Spanish government had to move fast. They had an emergency meeting and decided to block the painting from leaving the country. The auction house pulled it from sale, and experts from around the world started to weigh in. Some of them say the painting of Jesus in this crown of thorns had key details that matched up with Caravaggio's previous works. Others say it looks like a pretty convincing imitation. Now is when the real detective work begins, where experts will analyze it in person, searching every brushstroke for the hand of the master. And if they find it there, that canvas with the $1,700 price tag might actually be worth $175 million. You can find all these stories and more in the Apple News app. And while you're there, check out some of our audio stories. We'll talk with you again tomorrow. Tomorrow.